You are welcome to the teaching ministry of Reverend Dr. Femi Olaleye or IKEA Christian Center Global. Get set to be edified. The word works. All right, we are going to turn our Bibles. Hmm. Planes take off and land safely every single day. But it is usually when the plane crashes that we hear MX news. Marriages are consummated every single Saturday. Praise God. Sometimes Tuesday, Mondays. There are marriages that are 50 years old. Marriages that it was still dead did them part. But it's only the ones that break that we hear about. Praise God. So it is very important for us not to make our confession around things that fail, but on things that work. Hallelujah. Now you may ask and say, Pastor, I am in school. I am a student. I'm still young. And some here that are saying, Pastor, I am already married. Okay. And some here, I'm already engaged. How does this teaching series apply to me? Let me tell you something I have found out about marriage. I've been married by the grace of God six years, all right, six years. I've been with my wife for 10 years, all right, in terms of dating. In fact, we started dating January 5th, 2013. Yeah, can never forget. Amen. And we got married in 2016, I believe, yeah. Praise God. If there's only I can tell you about marriage for free, it is that marriage is not an end. It's a means to an end. And your understanding of it continues. You can never know everything there is to know. Hallelujah. So it is why we must never have an arrogant disposition when it comes to the subject matter. And we must be open to learning. Praise the Lord. We must be open to learning. That's why all through this month, we'll be taking it step by step. There'll be part wisdom for the married. There'll be wisdom for the singles. Then on the 26th of February, we are going to have a conference, kind of like uh, a conference on Sunday, where all the branches of Oikia will come together. Hallelujah. We're going to have foods. We're going to have cocktails. We're going to have gifts and all that. And, you know, everybody gets to know each other you know, a bit more than we close the, the series, praise God, you know. Now, why are we doing this? Well, I found out that a lot of Christians are struggling in that place of finding the right person. Because, you know, in church, we let you know that evil communication corrupt good manners. Then you have a sister who has been asked out by 10 guys and all 10 want to sleep with her. I don't know if you understand what I'm saying. Come on, you know what I'm saying? So you find out that you are, you are finding it difficult to find the will of God. Because all these guys are coming. Will of God is not written on their body. Praise God. There's nothing really, really about, you know, there's nothing about God in these ones. Hallelujah. Then you have brothers who are Christian brothers who are struggling with, you know, who exactly to go with. So you need some clarity. Hallelujah. We need, all need some clarity because the marriage junction is a junction that you must not make mistakes about. And it is a junction you must approach with knowledge and wisdom. Everybody say knowledge and wisdom. Again, say knowledge and wisdom. 
Now, I know there are a lot of people that might have already made certain mistakes. No problem. As long as you are alive, you can correct any mistake that you have made. Praise the Lord. There are some people that have already made 80 steps. No problem. So far you are alive, you can actually redirect your steps. So far you are humble enough, you are bold enough, and you are confident enough to make the necessary course corrections. Hallelujah. Turn your Bibles between the book of Proverbs. Now one thing I can tell you about Oikia is this. In Oikia, we take very serious interest in every single area of your life. My sons and my daughters, you can ask them. The ones that are single, I've pestered them. How far? Who is the lady? Who is the brother? I want to know before you bring a prayer point into our lives. Amen? Yes, it's true because you are going to disturb me. I won't be able to sleep if you bring a prayer point. Amen? I want you to bring answer to prayer, not prayer points. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. So we want to know. But you say, ah, pastor, don't worry. He say, he loves God though. He just has one small addiction like that. You understand? Just, 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 it's not a serious thing. Just go, just some small go. You understand? <laughs> and some shy. He just, you know, just say, you know, but he's a fine man. He's a good man. He takes care of me. Pastor is a great, she's a great woman. Just a little cheating here and there. She's but she's awesome. <laughs> Hallelujah. Proverbs chapter number 14. And verse 30 into 33. Proverbs 14. And 30 into 33. Can we read? What does it say? A sound that is a light. Uh-huh. He that. Okay, go on. Next verse. 31 says what? He that oppresseth the poor, we protect his what? But he that honoreth him that had mercy on the poor. All right. But he that. Uh-huh. The wicked is driven away in his wickedness, but the righteous had hope in his. 33, what does it say? But you want to go, it says what? Wisdom rested in the heart of him that had what? Hmm. But that which is in the midst of fools is what? Made known. Wisdom rested in the heart of him that had understanding. Wisdom. Wisdom. Look at Proverbs chapter number 19 and verse 8. Hmm. We're going to read a lot of Proverbs this morning. Amen. <laughs> oh boy. Proverbs 19. And verse 8, you can destroy your life very early via foolishness. Wisdom should not come to you as a result of too many mistakes. There are mistakes you can easily recover from. There are mistakes that you will live with forever. Hallelujah. So it is very good and important for you to get wisdom early. To catch it early. Amen. You catch wisdom early. You yield to wisdom early. And you make the choices that are of wisdom. Very important. Because if you don't, you live with the repercussions. Now, our God is a God of mercy. He's a God of restoration. Hallelujah. But the truth is this. Let me tell you something. There are some mistakes that are better not made. Praise the Lord. I said praise the Lord. There are mistakes better not made. It is better not to catch HIV than to catch it and be believing God for healing. You understand what I'm saying? It's better not, not to get pregnant at 15 than to get pregnant at 15 and believe in God for a man who... You understand what I'm talking about? That's what we say that better not made. Now, if they are made, there is room in the will of God for restoration. There is room in the midst of God for his mercy, yes. But it is better you didn't make it. 
Are you following what I'm saying? Come on, are you following what I'm saying? Now, please, oh, I will touch on some things this morning. Don't be offended, though. I want to help you new. Amen? Might be no, but I will touch on it. I don't, it's not to offend you. I'm not trying to. I just want to go get into places we need to get to. Because this meeting, two things will happen. It's either, all right, you're, you're brought back to your senses, or you get annoyed and walk in arrogance, and, and, you know, and you resist the voice of God that is calling out to you. Praise God. Proverbs 19 and verse what? Can we read it? One to go. What does it say? Eh, 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 eh. Everybody, we need to read it louder. What does it say? Come again. He that getteth wisdom, loveth what? Hmm. So that means if there is anything you should get first when it concerns any subject matter, it is wisdom. It is wisdom. Gen Z's, we like... No, I'm not a Gen Z. All right, but Gen Z's like winging things. And some people like winging things. Oh, we will learn as we go. He says, he that getteth wisdom, loveth his own soul. He that keepeth understanding shall what? Find good. Shall find good. Proverbs 24. And verse 3. Proverbs 24 and verse 3. Wisdom, it's so important. There are some decisions you don't make until you have the wisdom to make them. There are some decisions you don't make until you have the wisdom to make them. There are decisions you don't make until you have enough information to make them. You are in part 1. You say you have found the love of your life. How now? Hundred level, you are 50 years old, love of life. What do you know about love and life that you know enough to be making that decision? So you, you are 15 or 16 or 17, you are with this love of your life. Then you people are doing things you are not supposed to be doing. You are now at 17 talking about condom and talking about uh, posting up. When other people are coding, doing great things, you, you are thinking about posting up and, uh, and I miss period. Are you seeing how silly this is? And you have a great big future. You have a great call on your life. You are talking nonsense. Don't trigger, don't start things before time. Praise God. I said, praise God. And there are a lot of people that should be content with friendships with opposite sex. Just be friends. Okay? Don't give in to the peer pressure that you have to be lovers. Be friends. You have someone talking about, the guy's 19, he's saying all these girls just like money. Mm, and you're listening, okay. Explain, what do you mean? Uh, they, they always want money. It's only men that have money. You are 19, you are thinking of girl. You have not passed Wayek. You are thinking of girl. You've not come out with your degree. You're thinking of a woman. Then the girl says she's not doing You are now crying, expending energy, crying like an idiot. <laughs> I want to give you brain today. See, let me tell you something. There are a lot of things you cry about when you are younger. When you grow older, you will get koboko and begin to flog yourself for what your younger self was doing. I'm telling you. Because you understand, ah, I did not have wisdom. So you need to get wisdom. 
Where does that say we open? Proverbs 24 and verse 3. Can we read one to go? Proverbs 24, 3, and it says what? Uh-huh. True wisdom is a marriage is built. Wisdom is what that, is one that's going to build the house. So true wisdom is a house built. Then he now says, by understanding, it is what? Established. So you can build the house, then you can establish it that if you stand on a rock when wisdom and understanding is present. Hallelujah. Ah, it is easy to marry. Marriage is not hard now. It's not, it's not hard. I just go to court and just get, you know, sign marriage. Then you be, you know, you take wedding, every point, wherever we come, tana, tana, whoo, I'm married. It is the way, you know, wedding is easy. It's marriage that is hard. You understand? Relationship. That part, to start it is easy. Sex is sweet. It's pregnancy that is hard. <laughs> Praise God. You are saying, ah, we will do style in a monkey shadow. Ah, don't worry. Pregnancy is going to come. Now, when pregnancy comes, it is the child that will not be shelleshe. You want to sleep at night, you can't sleep. Child is crying. You are 24 years old. You already have six children. For three men. You need, it's a wisdom problem. You see, those decisions... Those choices, you need wisdom to make them. You don't have all time, all the time you will need. I mean, all the time. You know, time is limited. So there's a particular time you need to make the right choices. Between the ages of 19 to 35, there are some choices you should make that will determine 35 to 70. To determine your 35 to 70. I'm telling you. If while you are in university or in polytechnic, you are this love that is doing you, you couldn't finish with a first class, or you couldn't finish with a two-one, you finish with third class or pass. And you know one thing, brothers, let me talk to you. Listen, don't mortgage your destiny because of any woman no, in school. Make sure your goals, you chase them. And sisters too, don't mortgage your destiny because of any man. You got scholarship, you are in school. You now say you are not going to take it because you have boyfriend. Ah, ah, ah. Hey, hey, hey. The people that are chasing you, they've caught up with you. You understand? You are 18 years old, he's 17, or you are 18, he's 19. I said, No, I cannot take I can't go to UK because of my boo. <laughs> I attend the school. Will you give scholarship to my boo too? Focus on your goal. Hey. Do you know why? Listen, there are certain that period. It's not the time for all that. It's the time to build the foundation of your life. Build the foundation of your career. Hallelujah. Build it. Because when you come out of school, what you come out with will determine the, the, the rooms you can enter. It will affect. It will affect the rooms you can enter. While I was in school, because you know, I, I told you, I started ministry when I was in school. So there were these guys who belonged to a particular church. I'm not going to mention church, a particular fellowship. Now, in that fellowship, they used to tell them that, you know, that they were not students, all right, that were doing ministry. They were ministers first. Are you following? But they were now students. 
So what they were trying to tell them was that if there was class, then there was ministry. They went for the ministry. And so that means, for example, let's say there was a ward round. Now, ward round is a, for medical people, all right, when we, we, as students, we used to go to clinics to learn and all that. So we had a lot of those guys when I was in school who didn't used to go to class. They didn't go to class. They said, oh, you, I remember there was one guy, that guy was my roommate. When it was time for class, I'm telling you the importance of doing what you should do in the morning. In the morning! Do what you should do in the morning, in the morning. Do what you should do at night, at night. Stop chasing the wrong things at the wrong time. It will affect you. So, everybody has gone to class. This is my guy. He will sit down, lie down on the couch in, this, um, in the room. All of us have gone. He's now the, oh, Holy Spirit, I love you. Soko dobo 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 dobo. 8 a.m. We're supposed to be in class. Holy boko. Then, when it's time for exam, there's minimum attendance quota. They said 75%. This guy now wants to come as a man of the spirits. He will not come. If he didn't make attendance, go make it. He's now arrived. No, Koda is confessing the word. No, Potobodo. But they, they said, oh, they are, you are not right in this word. By the time I was out of school, done NYSC, I was two years in working for NYSC. He was still in school, trying to pass exam. Trying to pass professional exam. Ecclesiastes. There is a time for everything. There are some of you right now, your job is not love. It's not, eh, Pastor, how can I toast them? No, that's not your answer. That's your village people working on your brain. Do you understand? That's not, that's not what you need now. It's not what you need now. Hey, Pastor, eh, I'm unlucky with men. I, last year, I dated four men. Four! Sister, there's an identity crisis you, ha you are having. Right now, it's not for us to pray for God to bring a good man. Our first prayer is for you to discover who you are first. Praise God. We need to discover who, you, who, who are you. Do you know who you are first? Because if you know who you are, it will affect your selection. Praise God. If you know who you are, and you know what God has called you to do, it will affect your choices. It's like a brother that's coming and he's talking about a spouse, right? He wants to get married. Then all he's talking about is breast and yash. You know that that person does not understand life. At a level, breast and yash is what he's doing because you just came out of puberty and hormone is raging your body. It's yash and breast that is doing you. <laughs> At another level, you understand that you see my destiny. Yash no fish over. <laughs> this is not, it's not about yash. Hallelujah. It's, it's not about it. You'll be checking character. That's why you see some people, they will marry, some, they will marry for physical appearances alone, and that person will show them pepe. They will come out of the marriage with shege, bansa, ha! Aye, shemi, temi, bami. They will now see their choice after. You now know that, okay, wisdom done. You now be yet this, I want a prayerful woman. Eh? <laughs> Yes, now your, your head is correct. You want a prayerful man? Good. Uh -huh. You now come to church. You now say, prayerful. Uh, say prayerful. 
Shakotoko. <laughs> it's no longer let's go and close in Dubai. Because it's not everybody that is normal. Some people are not normal, but they look normal. And you, you went to carry normal eye to look there. Boom, you have married. You are doing no on Instagram. <laughs> let's start first. One other thing we look at is spirituality. See, eh? there are some people you can you see some people. I used to, I used to say there are different kinds of sins. There is fornication. You slept with somebody. It's just you know the person people just fornicated, so you just sinned against God. You understand? Then there is fornication plus akuba. Do you understand? And let me explain the akuba part, hmm. so you understand. You see, eh? there are some people that are into the occult. They're into the occult. You can't sleep with somebody that is into the occult. You have been anointed for softness. You understand? You are in trouble. I remember there was a lady. She, <laughs> she left home. She was, you know, her parents didn't want her to, you know, because they saw that she had some tendencies. So she said, you know, she didn't listen. She went home, went to this boyfriend's house, you know, and all. That one slept with her. After they slept with her, they brought her back home. She had lost her senses. She had run mad. So they brought her to Wine Press. This was Wine Press last year. And I was there. She had got lost her mind. She was just talking rubbish, seeing things that were not there. I seen she would walk out, be trekking to, you know, the guy started getting her from the main road, brought her in, tied her in chains, and brought her to church. So you have to be very, very careful in this life. The life we are in is not just ordinary eye, you understand? And you cannot make certain mistakes, praise God. All right, so let's take it this way Ecclesiastes chapter number three and verse one. It's time for everything. Can we read? One, two, go. Uh-huh. All right. Well, he said, for everything, there's a season and a time for every purpose. All right. Under the heaven. Next verse. Everybody want to go. It says what? A time to plant and a time to what? There's time for everything. There's time for everything. Valentine is coming now. Hmm. <laughs> ah! So you now find 16 year old. Will you be my boy? You are 16. What are you talking about? It's time for everything. Listen, there are some brothers or some guys who under the pressure of this thing and the need to impress have doubled into criminal activities. You are getting money you shouldn't get because it's not yet time for you to get it. Now you are jeopardizing your future because of words. There's time for everything. Hallelujah. 
Look at them and say, there is time for everything. I will be patient. I will not destroy my life by being impatient. There's time for everything. Hallelujah. Now, there are certain disciplines you should have while you are single and even as you are married. Discipline. Let's look at this. First Thessalonians chapter 4. Don't worry. I'm going to be as practical as possible. I will close soon. Hallelujah. First Thessalonians chapter number 4. And from verse 1 to 3. Ah! I'm just thinking before I will be able to make fun of Arsenal. Eh? It will take time. And my team, I don't want to mention my team anymore. <laughs> what's, what's that? No, I don't, uh, I'm not aware. What, what is Chelsea? No, I don't know anything about that. Uh, <laughs> hallelujah. Yeah, because you see, what happened was, the owner sold the club. He didn't hand over the manual. You understand? So, we don't know how to drive the bus now. So, <laughs> hallelujah. Ecclesiastes 3. And I understand how Arsenal fans... Used to, you know, they just love football. You know, when so you hear a fan saying, I, I'm in love of football, I just watch football. His team is not doing well. So I understand why that is now. Ecclesiastes chapter number three. Where does it? First Thessalonians chapter four, sorry. And verse one. So there are certain things you should have early. If you don't have it early, if you don't learn it early as a young person, you cannot make right choices in the area of marriage. You're going to make your choices based on the wrong, on the, on the wrong stuff. Look at what it says. Furthermore, then we beseech you, brethren, and exhort you by the Lord Jesus, that as he has received of us, how you ought to walk and to please God, so you would abound more and more. Verse 2, everybody read 1, 2, go. It says what? By the Lord Jesus. Verse 3. For this is the will of God, even your, that you should what? Abstain from fornication. You are not smarter than the Bible. Let me tell you something about sex. You need to know. (laughs) Because I know some people. Ah! Every Valentine is sin. Just sinning anyhow. You are destroying your life. Oh. Because I was going to say, and, um, you know, uh, we're having fun. What is the fun? We're having sex. You know, I'm like, eh, sex is fun. Uh, it's not, uh, fornication is not fun, no. I'm a Christian. I, fornication is not fun. Uh, adultery is not fun. I don't look at someone that is not my wife and say, yes, it should be fun to have sex with this one. No, it's not fun. Because there is shame that goes with it. Imagine you heard, ah, Pastor Femi was involved. God forbid, but, you know, God forbid, Almighty God, the King of Glory, the Father of the Lord, forbid it in Jesus' name. You know how you, you understand? Shame. What is fun there? There is nothing fun inside. And you say, Pastor, no, it's fun, it's sweet. It's because you are not yet born again. Because when you get born again, what happens is you begin to hate what God hates. That's one thing that happens when you get born again. And if that's not what where you are now, then something is wrong. 
Most likely, you are not born again. And we need to lead you to Christ today. Hallelujah. Now, it calls, it says, it's the will of God that you should abstain from it. Now, to abstain, you need discipline. Now, for anyone who is going to achieve anything on this earth, discipline is necessary. Discipline. Everybody say discipline. Discipline is doing what you have to do. When you have to do it. That's discipline. Discipline is saying no to what you should say no to. Because you understand the implication of saying yes to what you should say no to. Hallelujah. So, when a man or a woman has a proper understanding of God's calling on their life, has a proper understanding of where they are going, it imposes on them discipline. Hallelujah. If you have not learned how to master your body, you are a slave to your body. And God did not create you to be a slave to anything. Look at it. For this is the will of God, even your sanctification, that you should abstain from fornication. Now, look at verse 4. Everybody, one, two, go. Let's read loud. It says what? That every one of you should what? In what? Every one of you should know how to possess his vessel. In sanctification and in honor. So that means when I don't possess my body in sanctification, I am possessing it in what? In dishonor. Hallelujah. First Corinthians chapter number 9. Listen to this sermon and pay attention to what I'm telling you. You might save your life. Might save your life. Might save your life. When you disobey the word of God concerning, you know, premarital sex and all that, let me tell you what happens. What many people don't know now in medicine, we know that there are certain activities that stimulate the release of powerful uh, neurohormones, neurotransmitters. All right. Like dopamine. You've heard of dope, right? You know cocaine, you know they call cocaine dope, all right, in America. So why they call it dope is because of what take what taking cocaine releases in your brain. It releases dopamine. Okay? Now, dopamine is the it's a fulfillment hormone, you know. So when someone does something that is pleasurable to them. Okay, dopamine is released. So when dopamine is released in abundance in your brain, your brain takes note of it. Okay? Then what the brain angles is that, ah, that was such a nice experience. We need to do that again. Are you seeing that? So your brain now begins to crave for a repeat performance of what you did before. Are you following? Are you following? Uh -huh. So that is why when you watch... Porn for the first time. Dopamine was released. Then you now found out that you now began to crave watching it again. More dopamine is released. Then you watched it, then again. So you now get into this loop. 
Praise God. So you have some folks, they enter into a trap where it starts every seven days, the craving comes. Every 10 days, the craving comes. Then the more they partake, the days get shorter. Because every three, every two, every four, they are hooked. Sex does that too. Sex, porn, drugs, they elicit large amount of dopamine in the brain and cause men to be addicted and become slaves. Now imagine the decisions a slave would make. Are you getting where I'm going with this now? Are you getting where I'm going with this now? You now find that you have people who are bound to a habit making lifelong decisions influenced by their addictions. So you have a girl who started having sex early. She is now planning to marry this guy because he can make her get very giddy when they're having sex. Ah, it must last for 1,000 hours. You understand? And she's now making this deviance, this perversion, she's made it the criterion for who she married. Hallelujah. I said, hallelujah. I hope I'm speaking to you. I said, I hope I'm speaking to you. I hope you are hearing what I'm telling you. You are enslaved by something and you are now making choices based on it. It can't work. It cannot. It just cannot work because you are not objective in your choices. When you make decisions from a place of addiction, you can't arrive at the right decision. Hallelujah. Look at 1 Corinthians 9.27. Let me show you this. Before you make lifelong decisions, you have to have come to a place of mastery over your body first. Mastery over your body. Where you are, your body is not telling you what to do. You are telling your body what it should do. Mastery over your emotions and your habits. Kick that habit first before you get a girlfriend, brother. Kick that habit first before you're looking for love, sister. Hallelujah. Some people are not looking for love. They are looking for a crutch to sponsor their habits. You are looking for, you're not looking for a vow of valentine. You have an addiction and you are looking for a high. So you're looking for someone who can give you that high. That's not love. You need to be delivered from the addiction. Hallelujah. First Corinthians 9. I don't know. I'll get to the part where you giggle. Praise God. And laugh a bit. But let's hear from truth first. First Corinthians 9 and verse 27. Everybody with one, two, go. What does it say? Let's that by what? Uh-huh. Listen, your body will want to do things it should not want to do. I may even know what I'm talking about. I may even know what I'm talking about. Ah, some thoughts enter your mind. You say, hey, I can think this kind of thought. Ah, yeah. But it says, but I bring on that my body. So you will bring your body under control. 
Hallelujah. I said, Hallelujah. Your mind will want to go to certain places. You will say, Mind, you can't go there. I tell you what you will think. There are some of you that will have to short, stop watching some shows. Stop following some people on Instagram. You know those ones that used to shake bomb bomb. Stop following them. Stop going to search on Instagram. Stop it. If you shake bomb bomb on my tail, I will block you. It's not, I will just check. No, pa, I will block you. You understand? What are you shaking bomb bomb for? What are, what are you shaking that we have not seen before? Hallelujah. See, it is about your life. It's about your destiny. Because if you don't make those choices, what will happen is that you will become programmed to make the wrong choices. You will become programmed to make the wrong decision. Let me tell you something. Guys, how many of you watched... Um, I know some of you are very young. 1994 people. But how many of you watched Things Fall Apart? Or by some way you watched Things Fall Apart? Or you watched some 80s stuff, 80s movies? Now, if you watch Things Fall Apart, you know, Peter Deutsche. How many of you know Peter Deutsche? How many of you know Peter Deutsche? The guy that used to say, a lion in the morning cannot be an alligator. After. You know this kind of stuff. Now, Pete Edoche, in Things Fall Apart, in things, he was described as the most handsome man in the village. Praise Lord. Now, if you watch Things Fall Apart, you'll notice that Pete Edoche did not have six-pack. Praise God. He was considered handsome. Now, if you go back, you know, 60s and all, what they considered handsome, praise God, was not what we consider handsome now. And what they considered beautiful, amen, was not what we consider beautiful now. Praise the Lord. I said, praise the Lord. You know, there was a time where they say, oh, the most beautiful man, she's thin, very slender. I mean, you see that, and the lady's greeting. You can see the bones. And they say, oh, she's the sexiest woman alive. You know, I mean, say, oh my God, she's so beautiful. Huh? Then you now come to 2023. They say, no, she's thin. Now she must be covering this way. Showing you that what we consider beautiful is influenced by media. Are you following what I'm saying? So that means you are being programmed to call one thing ugly and call another word beautiful. If you are not careful and unplug from this world matrix and get plugged to the world, you will be functioning according to a program. You will see a woman that is perfect for you. Perfect for your destiny. But you will not like her. You will say you are not objective. You didn't fall in love. She's not doing it for you. Uh, Carrie, she's, not, could do it, could do it. she's not doing it for you. My prayer for you in the name of Jesus eh, is that the wrong one will not do it for you in Jesus' name. Uh, could, could do it. She's, not, she's not doing it for you. Intelligent, spiritual, he's not doing it for you. Compassionate, loving, kind, is not doing for, for you. No. It is King Kardashian with a sprinkle of Nicki Minaj that is doing it for you. The one that is very, very worldly. Now you are now trying to force to speak in tongues. You are now trying to teach the word. You are now trying to do Bible study. Trying to make her into Mary, the mother of Jesus Christ. I say, come to meetings. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go to meetings. Let's go to meetings. And she's like, you're sitting now in the service. Because she said, as she come home. That's the one you are falling for. That is the one you are doing, doing, that is doing it for you. Because you all are having sex, that's why. So you are trying to, you know, make it work. Praise God. Romans chapter 12, verse 1. 
Hallelujah. I said, Hallelujah. Ah, because listen, if you get it right in marriage, oh my God. If you can get it right in marriage, brethren, if you can get it right, if you can make sure you don't make stupid mistakes while single, ha, ah, hallelujah. There's no limit to what you can achieve. Praise God. My own marriage is not perfect. Ah, but I thank God I got it right. My marriage is not perfect. But no marriage is. But I thank God I got it right. By the grace of God. I have a wife that prays, and she has a husband that prays. Hallelujah. Wife is hardworking. I'm hardworking too. Glory to God. We are going in the same direction. My wife does not wake up one day and say, Babe, I want to go clubbing. No, no, we don't have those kind of conversations. Those kind of fights, we don't have it. I, my wife doesn't come and say, Babe, there's one anko. I mean, she doesn't do five uh, collabo dress. You know those collabo? No, she doesn't do all those kind of stuff. No. Praise God. She doesn't carry a three-bedroom building air on her head. You understand? She doesn't, she doesn't have those kind of desires. We are, we, are, we are trying to build an empire, you know, build a wealthy thing. So we, are, we don't put, you know, a duplex on our head. <laughs> I'm doing like this. <laughs> Hallelujah. Uh, we are not doing stupid things like that. Amen. Praise God. Where does she issue open? Romans 12 and verse 1. <laughs> praise God. I said, praise God. Build your life now. Be inspiring. I said, brother, right now, focus on your goals. Focus on your goals. The women will come. Hallelujah. If you chase women as your young age, ha. Ah, if you chase women at your young age, don't use your strength for women, no. young man. Don't, oh. amen. Chase your goals. Build that company. Hallelujah. Build the company. You will build the company to the point that women will now be saying, now wow, some brothers, they don't want to see, see us. You are the one they will not want to, you know, you, you, yeah, they will be saying, they want you to see them. Because, you know, build it. Don't have nothing in your pocket. You are now saying that all these women, it's only money they like. It's because you don't have not built anything. Build something first. They will be praying about you, Father Lord. Build. Don't waste your energy. And sisters, don't let anybody tell you that you cannot own your business, own, buy your car, buy your house before you get married. Change your mind from being that one that, ah, all I just want to do is go to school, get, just pass, then just somebody should marry me. What kind of small vision is that one? You are not a spare part in the plan of God. You are not an afterthought. I will show you today. God did not make man say, ah, there must be woman, no. Hey, angel, we need to make women, no. No. You are not an afterthought in God's plan. Hallelujah. Who told you you cannot be the company? Amen. Who told you? Ah, you hear people say, ah, eh, eh, don't make too much money oh, because you see men, if you are making more money than your husband, eh, he will be very threatened. Oh. May, may you not meet such men in Jesus' name. Yeah. Amen. 
Ah, may you not meet such men in the name of the Almighty Jesus. I invoke the name of Jesus, the King of Kings. You will not meet such men in the name of Jesus. The one that will say that, ah, you are earning uh, 1.5, I'm earning 250. Quit your job. Amen. Glory to God. I said glory to God. Jesus, chase the goals. Chase it. Chase what matters at the particular season of your life. There is time for the marriage. There is time for love. Don't put the cat before the horse. Romans 12. And I'll round up now. Are you learning something today? Church, are you learning something today? Yeah. Don't put the cat before the horse. Don't, don't do it. Don't put the card for you. You must make sure certain things are in place. You grow as you should grow. You have it. Your GPA is taught last. We are talking Valentine. No. You need resurrection in your career. That's what we should be talking about. Now that GPA rises. You're at work. You're not doing well at work. And is this funny relationship you got into that is messing up your mind? We need to put that Pause. You are not doing courses. You are not improving yourself. No certifications. No upgrades. Every time we sit down with you, is this Amaka? Ah, oh, Amaka is disappointing me. Ah, Amaka, Amaka. Every your friends know you. Last year it was Celestina. Now it's Amaka. This is Funke. So soon you release album. Celestina, Amaka, and Funke. Why when will you focus and, you know, praise God, when you are actually focused on building something and ensure nothing distracts you, the right people come into you. The right people that you need will come into your life. Hallelujah. Put the first things first. Now look at Romans chapter 12 from verse 1. Everybody read one to go. It says what? I beseech you. By the mercies of God. That you present your what? Uh-huh. Which is your? Uh-huh. Verse 2. Read one to go. Notice. It says, be not conformed to this world. So there is a confirmation to this world. This world. This world. Be not conformed to this world. Now, right now, the thinking is a woman, all a woman needs to do to get a man is to sleep around and stuff like that. Terrible. It doesn't have to be. Women are not sex objects. They are not. In fact, the fact that I have to even say that is turning my own belly. They are not sex objects. Women are more, so much, much more powerful than to be viewed as sexual. Then it is now terrible and such a great disappointment when women view themselves as sex objects. View themselves as sex objects. Now begin to take funny pictures and do funny videos. Why are you doing it? Trying to show us your body. Why? You are more than that. 
You are bigger than that. You are more talented than that. You have much more potential than all that crap. You are better than that. Hallelujah. Much better than all that rubbish. Don't be conformed to this world. Don't agree with this world systems. Hallelujah. Don't agree. The world system says, all a man wants is sex. It's not true. It's not true. And I say, brother, don't program your mind to think that, ah, if they give you sex, you will fall your kata. No, you are not like that. You are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Say this, I'm the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. You are not like that, no. No. It says, be not conformed to this world, but be it transformed by the renewing of your mind. Change the way you think. Change it. Change the way you think. Think at a higher level. At a level where you have mastery over your thoughts. At a level where you have mastery over your body. Over your desires. At a level where you break your addictions. You choose never to be a slave. To your cravings. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. Renew your mind. Look at him and say renew your mind. Look at your neck and say renew your mind. Renew your mind has to do with feeding on the word of God. Letting the word of God influence your mind. Letting godly influences influence your mind. Then it also means that you will switch off on godly influences. You become what you look at. What you put in front of your eyes, you will become. Switch off from those ungodly influences. And focus on godly influences. Hallelujah. Very important. What you do not want to become, do not look at. Hallelujah. Ah, you are always raving about people that have baby mamas. You will have baby mama. I'm telling you, you will. You will become what you see. Glory to God. You will become what you see. You will become it. You are going to become what you see. If you put a model in front of you and you glamorize that model, you will ultimately become what you see. Praise the Lord. I said praise the Lord. Okay. Let me just go into certain things and mention so that we can close. Next week, we will look at that explanation I wanted to give about equality in the sexes. And about roles with the sexes. Praise God. Now, there is equality in male and female. But there is roles that husband and wife perform. The Bible says, husband is the head of the wife. Is that what he said? He didn't say man is the head of every woman. It's husband and wife. So that means headship all right, and subordination is in the context of marriage as taught by the scriptures. So, but in terms of sexes, there is what? Equality. The male is not greater than the female. The female is not inferior toward the male. So that means if a man and a woman go for the same job, praise God, the man and the woman, all right, if we look at their competences, we should treat them both what? Fairly. But there are some jobs men can do better than women. And there are some jobs women can do better than what men. So there's equality in sexes, but there's differentiations within sexes. 
Hallelujah. Now, let's look at something. Seven things you should look out for when you are trying to make a decision about the one, the person you want to be with. You say, oh, pastor, I'm ready. I think it's time. Seven things you should look out for. We will also try to touch on remarriage, divorce. All right? Can a Christian marry if they divorce? Answer is yes. Hallelujah. The answer is what? Yes. Can they can marry? If the other person they were married to before says they are no longer interested. You know, sometimes you have Christians, ah, no, ah, I have to wait for that person to die, the first person. It doesn't make sense now. The person that has married has married somebody else. Some people divorce. This one has married somebody else. This one is now waiting. No, I don't want to sing. You know, no, you're not singing. Um, we look at 1 Corinthians 7 where it talks about, I speak under the law. So Paul was speaking about marriage under the law of Moses. You understand? So we will look at that, you know, sometime later. Praise God. Now, God hates divorce. In case somebody is here, say, okay, good, pastor. Thank you very much. Now, I've been looking at some of the things my husband has been doing lately. I want to divorce him. Mm-mm. No. Hallelujah. Praise God. Amen. God hates divorce. We don't just say, wake up one day and say, this thing is not working. Marriage requires work. Look at your neighbor and say, marriage requires work. You see all those fairy tale things? It's Nollywood and Hollywood. They meet somebody. He stops, looks at her. And it's now walking and he's looking at her like this. Looking at her, and she's looking at him. Looking at her. And you're looking at her. Then they come. Something drops on the floor. Then both they go down, go down, go down, go down. They pick it up. They hand join. They rise up. I'm Charles. <laughs> After you have finished acting thing, you will enter house where you will fight. You, you answer, in marriage, you will fight. Fighting is good. Yes. You will fight. It's part of the love. You will fight. I'm not a boxing fight, though. Not that one. You will argue. Why? Because you are both coming from different backgrounds. So you have to sort things out. Praise God. You sort it out. You have disagreement. It's okay. Listen. When there are fights in relationship, it's not a pointer to incompatibility. Hallelujah. It just means that there's some work that needs to happen. So there is work that is necessary for a marriage to work. There's work that is necessary for a relationship to work. Sacrifice is necessary. Hallelujah. It's necessary. That's why I always say, listen, the best place to know whether a man is truly a Christian is through his marriage and his relationship. The best place to know whether a woman is truly a Christian is through her marriage and relationship. All right, so let's go through this thing because of time. Amen. Seven things to look out for in the person you want to marry. Number one, spirituality. Spirituality. Spirituality does not mean the person is born again alone. It means the person has a spiritual life. The person prays, the person reads the word then the person is a kind human being. Kindness. Don't marry wicked people. They are wicked people. The one that can slap the waiter, but is careful with you. Praise God. You know? 
she took Okada to your house and she was abusing the Okada man. And she took his shirt and tore his shirt. Then when you came, baby, see what she did to me. Ah, uh, no. It's kindness. Fruit of the spirit. Spirituality. Hallelujah. All right, we'll look at that next week in detail. Number two, emotional intelligence. Some people are emotionally unintelligent. Emotional intelligence has to do with knowing what to respond to, when to respond, and whether or not you should not even respond at all. Emotional intelligence. A spouse that is, un, is emotionally unintelligent will disgrace you. They will disgrace you. That's the one that will want to give it to your mother. Yes, want to give it to them. Want to tell your mother how it is. Some want to put your mother in her place. Yes, say no. Somebody has to tell your mother. <laughs> emotional, she's not emotional. not emotionally intelligent. Praise God. You want to. You have an interview that morning. That is when she wants to discuss a very important matter. Or your wife has a very important appointment. You now said, Ah, honey, we need to have sex now. You understand? Or she just gave birth two weeks. You say you are on YouTube. You are emotional. You don't have sense. Basically, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> Hallelujah. The person must be emotionally what? Intelligent. You just started dating somebody. You now go cinema. You, you just two weeks ago, you said yes. You, you are in the cinema. The guy's hand is now moving. You just start, it's not, so, it's not as though we've been dead for so maybe you You just got Sidel. You're not watching Avatar. And his hand is avataring, you know. That's an idiot. You can't marry him. It's not fun. It's not exciting. It's stupidity. You're not okay. You're not okay. You need a shrink, a pastor, a prophet, deliver. You need something because you're not okay. You know, emotional intelligence. The third thing you should look at for a person that you consider marrying is clarity. The person has clarity about their vision. They know where they are going. I've never understood it. You will see two people who don't know where they are going, going somewhere. Where are you going to? They don't know where they are going, but they are in love. They are together. Together for what? What is the purpose of the union? Where are you people going? What are you building? We don't know. Where are we going? We don't know. But where are you going? We are just going. I just going. No clarity. See, sisters, never say yes to a man who does not have clarity about where he's going. You are the one that will suffer it. Women, the people that suffer the most in marriage, women, are women. You will suffer it. So better give yourself brain. You will suffer it. Hmm. I'm a pastor. I've been pastoring for 20 years plus. I have seen women who suffer. Hmm. Suffer. Some of you grew up with your mothers. Your mother suffered and you. You have made up your mind that your mother is not going to suffer. That's why you're sitting here. Inside your my mother, I want to buy her. So, see, you don't, I'm telling you this. So you, your, your own children will not be praying that kind of prayer. Don't follow someone that don't know where it's going, no. 
You will know someone that knows where you are going by, by, their, by the way they are working. You will know. It's not hard. You don't even need word of knowledge to know. Just talk to the person. You know this person knows where he's going. Charity. Love yourself so much not to mortgage your destiny by following someone that doesn't know where they are going. Hallelujah. Number four, work ethic. Is this person lazy or hardworking? Brothers, don't go and marry someone that is making you their business plan. <laughs> How can you be my boyfriend? You don't have plans for me. Every month, you give me nothing. Ah, relationship, it's not employment. <laughs> and a relationship, it's not employment. <laughs> when, when we said that, I didn't say that you want a contract. <laughs> it was a relationship. So, why am I giving you... I'm not your father now. Which one is uh, I'm giving you? <laughs> then you are not even ashamed. You are even saying it with your own mouth. What, what are we for? <laughs> you're, not, you're not paying my... You're not, you're not, you're not, you're not, you're not. You don't... It's because the world has so... You don't understand how debased the, the meaning that statement is. You are a woman. You are not paralyzed. Unsharo, you are a woman. You are powerful. Very powerful. Do you know who you are, women? Ha! You are powerful. One of the people, my boss is at work. My direct line, she's a woman. I respect her. I learn a lot from her. Melonia, boss lady. What are you talking? Boss lady. Boss house here, yeah. boss house, banana, eco, something, it's a house. Someone is still talking about, eh, you didn't have plans for me. You didn't give me 10K as my pocket money. What kind of thinking is that? Work ethic. Have a work ethic. What are you doing, sister? What are you going to do about your finances? Which course are you learning? Which what skill are you put? What are you doing? Hmm? You are not a dependent. You're a woman. Don't marry. Listen to me, brothers. Don't marry a woman that doesn't have a financial plan. No. She can find from here to Jupiter. You must not marry her. You must not date her. If you go and marry somebody eh, that is debit alert, guaranteed, you are finished. Guaranteed debit alert every month, every, every month. Baby, <laughs> baby, they have come. I want iPhone, and they always want the best. iPhone 15, iPhone 170, and you too, you have, you have used your money. Are you happy now? Yes, baby, thank you. You're the best. And what are they using the phone to do? Take photograph in front of toilets. <laughs> you see. There are many wonderful women here that have sense. That's the one that in the name of Jesus you will fall for. Hmm. See, have you work ethic? We work hard working. You see, my life, God has invested so much in my life, I will be productive. My parents have invested so much in my education, I will produce money with it. I'm going to be independent of any human being. I'm not going to need any human being to survive. Sell air, sell comb, 
Say whatever if it's like sell Brazil, whatever you want to sell, sell, be independent. Don't be relying on anybody to, 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 to take care of you. Hallelujah. Any care woman here, if I hear that you are disturbing one boyfriend or something, 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 anything, produce wealth. There's wealth inside you. Look at them and say, There's wealth inside you. Now, if you are married, it's a different thing. Disturb that man, sister. Shagaboye, also. Disturb that man. He should spend on. But also, sister, you should spend on. Some sisters shock your husband this Valentine. Shock him. All those boxers, body spray you have been buying. Repent. Look for PS5. Why PS5? Amen. Buy something that when he sees it, your husband will run as though Ronaldo scored goal. You understand? Don't get me buying all this funny, funny stuff. You know, say, are you, not, you, you bought boxers from me. You say, I, I hope you like it. I can't like it. <laughs> he cannot like it now. But he doesn't want to offend you. He, lie, he likes it. Oh, the boxers are glorious, my babe. I like the color. It's a wonderful color. <laughs> Number five. Fifteen to look out. Four. Generosity. Everyone say generosity. Hmm. Don't marry a kagomo. Praise the Lord. Why it is not good to have an entitlement mentality when you are dating. Alright? Things should flow normally. In that flow, you will see generosity. Hallelujah. Generosity. Generosity is key. Because it is necessary. In marriage, you will need to have two parties who are generous towards each other. All right? Generous towards each other. So you have to have that the person you are with is generous. Now, the person you are with should be generous not only to you. Generous to their parents. Generous to their siblings. Watch out for those things. Because you see, one way you would know how your spouse will treat you is in how they treat their parents. Why? Because you see, their parents have been the greatest investors into their lives. So you will check whether your spouse has the capacity to forget by how they treat their parents. When you are dating someone who never buys anything for his father and mother, you are dating a, a monster. That's a monster. He's buying Brazilian hair for you, but his mother does not have a good phone. He's a monster. That is a monster. He just is looking handsome, but he's a monster. It's not the parent that sent him to school, spent money to, to say, they don't, they don't remember them, but they are remembering you. Who are you? You just entered. He said, loves you. Ah, you are dating a monster. That's why one time what will happen is during the marriage, at some point, he will just forget you and look for a new person. 
And you say, he just changed. No, he didn't change. He showed you who he was. You were the one that was not paying attention. Generosity. Number six. Six things you should look out for. Person that you should consider marrying is sexual discipline. Everybody says sexual discipline. The ability to say no to premarital sex. Ah! Let me tell you the man that women cannot manipulate. The man that does not need sex from them. An ungodly woman, that thing drives her crazy. Ah! He didn't ask for sex. I don't understand. And she has checked. You are not gay. And she has checked. <laughs> okay. She has checked. You are not having any side chick. Ah! She now knows that for the relationship to work, it has to be on conduct. Because there are some folks that, that you know, they are the wrong people for you, but they are using your addictions to stay in your life. I don't know if you know what I'm saying. They are using your addictions to stay in your life. It's your weakness that is making you need them. If you could overcome that weakness, you will now understand, ah, this person, I don't need this person in my life. Hallelujah. And some ladies too. When a man cannot use, ah, if I handle you, I will shake the giddy, I will shop, shop, shop. When he cannot work on you, there are some women, I, I, I always wonder, I see some skits of some people. A man will not come and tell this, I will do this, 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 I will do something on the bed, something like that. And the lady, and he will just say, call me. And the lady collects it. What she has said is, I have a weakness. That's what she has said. That makes me consider sleeping with a guy I have never met who promised that he can meet and satisfy my weakness. That's what she has said. It should insult you if a man comes, you don't know him from anywhere, and he's propositioning you for sex. Ah, are you a prostitute? Did you write, I'm a prostitute on your head? It should get you mad. The person that has sexual discipline, they say the wiggle room for Satan is very small. Hallelujah. Look out for that person. Sexual discipline. Sexual discipline. Very important. Sexual discipline. You will need that for a person while in marriage. I mean, you need to marry somebody that when they are not around, maybe they are a bit late. Instead of you of thinking that they are in traffic, you should be thinking that they are somewhere they are not supposed to be. Amen. Amen. Yeah, you should marry someone that you can trust them. Hallelujah. That thing, sister, that is making you fall for bad boy is a demonic affliction. You understand? Demonic affliction. You say, no, I don't want to. I just want to. I just feel you want to be his mommy. You are not his mommy. No. You want to something. There is nothing, something, something. We need to cast something out of your body. We need to wake, in, wake up. Let the person grow up. They are adults. Let them grow up. Because if you don't, both of you will enter a mess, then you will now raise children in that mess. Then you will now be praying stupid prayers. God, where are you? God did not go anywhere. You are the one that was stupid. And you are going to reject every avenue and agenda of stupidity in Jesus' name in this service. You are correcting. I'm telling you, it's now. One lady, 
One time, she met a guy. She said they were dating. All of a sudden, church did not know. We didn't know anything about it. Boom! If they are dating, you understand? How do we get to know they are dating? Boom! She's pregnant. Okay. Where is he? Let's call him. Oh, yeah. you, you, are, you, are, you are able to have sex, so you should be able to take responsibility for pregnancy. Oh, yeah, let's discuss it. Eh, I just finished something school. I just think why I see. I'm not ready. You didn't get you having sex. And the guy switched off his phone, unreachable. Guess who was stuck with the problem? The woman. Sexual discipline. Everybody say sexual discipline. Now, the seventh thing you should look out for in someone you marry is accountability. 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 Never date or marry anybody that doesn't have someone in their life that can call them to order. He said he's going to throw you out of the house. There should be someone you can call. That if that husband hears their voice, if there is any way pay in their body, the moment they hear that voice, it will leave. Telling you, hey, I have somebody that can come into order. My dad can come into order. I have my pastor he can come into order. They've never needed to come into order, but they are there. So my wife is safe. Are you following what I'm telling you? There must be someone that can come into order. Then I said, No, I'm my own man. I'm my own man. I'm my own man. Ah, hey, hey. glory. Let me share something with you. You know, just gonna speak, you know, generally. So there's a lady, she just married to this guy, had some kids for him. All of a sudden, the guy just says he's not doing it again. Now, here's the problem. The lady has nobody to report him to. So she's stuck. Nobody. Accountability is very important and key. Because every one of us. You know, nobody is infallible. So it can happen that maybe the devil has possessed somebody. You need someone that can remove that devil from the person. Are you following what I'm saying? Accountability is very important. Never be with someone who is not accountable. Somebody is in a court. You know a person is in court. You are now saying, is it the capon you want to be putting him to? Don't you like your life? Hallelujah. Don't you know why I'm talking about courts. Like I sense my spirit as someone who is involved in the gang and not should be. They should be involved with. Look, you don't need those stuff. It's not necessary. It's not necessary. And most times gangs are they form and there's a need for them because of the hurts the individual members have experienced from society and family. You understand? It's dysfunction that leads to the need for that for, for gangs. And my prayer for you, if you are listening to me, is that the love of Jesus Christ will fill your heart and bring you out of that darkness into light in Jesus' name. God doesn't hate you, He loves you, he doesn't condemn you, but He's calling you out of darkness. My prayer is that you respond in Jesus' name. Have you learned something here today? Can we rise up on our feet and just begin to thank God? We are going to pray also. Just begin to thank God. 
Say this with me. Father, in the name of Jesus, thank you for wisdom and understanding. I receive both today in abundance in Jesus' name. Open your mouth and begin to thank him. That's too low. That's too low. Open your mouth and begin to thank him. Open your mouth. In Jesus' name. Join us to God some money. Together with somebody. Now you're going to prophesy to them. Now if you are prophesying, you're joining your hand with your wife. Can you look for someone else? You're already married. Before you start reading meaning into this prayer. <laughs> now you're going to prophesy <laughs> to the person you're holding. And say, in the name of Jesus, I prophesy unto you that concerning marriage, you are going to make the perfect choice. Open your mouth and begin to prophesy. Prophesy, prophesy. You will make the right choice, a perfect choice, a perfect choice, a perfect choice. Perfect choice. You make a perfect choice. Perfect choice. Jesus' name, and everyone said, join your hand together with somebody else. You now begin to pray that in the name of Jesus, I cancel any walk of darkness present in your body because of your disobedience. Open your mouth and begin to pray for that person, really. Pray fervently, pray fervently. I cancel every walk of darkness present in your body because of disobedience in Jesus name I cancel it now I break it now Pray for that neighbor. 
pray for that neighbor. Pray, pray, pray. Every work of darkness present in your body because of disobedience. I cancel it now. I cancel it now. I cancel it now. Cancel it now. In the name of Jesus. everyone said now this one you're going to pray for yourself hallelujah put your hand on yourself i want you to pray loudly you say in the name of jesus concerning my life concerning my ministry i receive clarity now in the name of jesus open your mouth and begin to pray listening we are sure that you have been blessed for more messages kindly search for our telegram channel using the link t.me slash oikia cc god has blessed you